Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Welcome back to Biff Radio. Uh, it's your host, Ben. And we have a very special episode today. Very, very special episode. Uh, as, first off, I want to thank everyone for the great reception for last week's episode with Harmony. Super fun to do. want to thank Harmony for coming on. Great response. Super fun. It was very fun to catch up with a friend. And it was just a lot of nice things we said about that podcast. So I appreciate that. So this week, in week two of uh, Women's History Month, I am very excited because... Uh, my guest today is someone who I, 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 I've, I've loved many people on the, on the podcast. I say that I love this person more than anyone else that I've had on the podcast. Uh, I'm taking this person's advice, so I want to give this person a proper introduction. Uh, this person was born here in Lakewood, where I'm recording, back in 1982. She is one of the smartest, funniest, most beautiful people I've ever met. She's a graduate of the you know, the Ohio State University. And then she went on to, you might hear our cats in the background. If you're fans of uh, Marty and Sarah, like much like Screaming Pete, that is Dinah, our cats. Uh, Dinah, one of her cats, because they're not used to having us both up here. Uh, she went on to law school at Suffolk University in Boston, where she got her law degree, thus making her very, very much smarter than myself. Uh, we met in 2013 in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, ever since I met her, I have been uh, beguiled by her. I'm sorry, just our cats are the most pathetic thing in the world. I love it. Uh, I might have to go interview them for a little, little bit later. Uh, she is my ultimate cheerleader, my ultimate supporter. Uh, she is someone who truly inspires me. She is my wife. <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the podcast my wife, Margaret Edward. <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you, honey? <laughs> I'm doing well. That was quite the introduction. I, you, you gave me good feedback. You, you gave me good feedback after the Nerdy episode, and I honestly, I, I, I think it was a good thing. I think I should, you know, present my, my guests in the best light, and uh, I like to think that I, I listen to feedback well. So, yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm super, super excited to be a part of the uh, fantasticness that is the attic. Yes, the uh, so we are currently in our attic, the the uh, Center Club uh, Recording Studio and Gaming Hub. Uh, it is, it's, it's, it's a finished attic, which I think is, is really nice. It was one of the perks of the house when we bought it. Um, totally unexpected. I remember when we saw this and we went up here and uh, apparently it was like a mother-in-law suite situation. There's a finished bathroom, a full bath in here. Yeah. It's a, well, cause Lakewood's an, uh, one of the older suburbs, not that uh, world war two is that old, uh, but uh, post-war there were a lot of folks that came back and weren't ready to buy a house yet. Uh, even though the GI bill was helpful. And so they turned all of these big old houses into uh, some of them into doubles where there would be two families and then some of them they just repurposed the attic like they did with ours. So there's like a full gas line, there's a kitchen hookup, there's a full bathroom, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. But no, it's, it's but, um, so I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. You have been uh, with me uh, for every step of the way on this podcast. You are actually the reason I have a podcast. You bought me my first mic uh, when I was uh, podcasting with the Newplex Boys which is sitting right there. We can see it. 
I now I've obviously up you know, things have been upgraded, but. But oh, I did notice that you gave me the green mic. This, I this did. Podcast, so. I, it was intentional. See, <laughs> I, I am. I am. I should have got the orange. If I would have been really intentional, I would have had the orange cap on mine. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. So um, make sure our phones are on silent. Uh, you know, it's it's like you've never been on a podcast before. Oh wait. Uh, so we are here. Uh, we are doing another mixtape session and next week is St. Patrick's day and St. Patrick's day is a very big holiday here in the good old U S of a, but it has special meaning more to you. Uh, because you are the daughter of an Irishman. Your family has heritage that goes back to Ireland. Uh, your name is Aylward, uh, which you kept, which yes, my wife has, does not have my last name deal with it. She loved her last name and it's a very awesome last name. So I guess like talk to me about, you know, the kind of why St. Patrick's day in the Irish heritage is so important to you. Uh, so important to me definitely, because like you said, I have uh, half of my family is very Irish. Uh, my dad's side of the family is very Irish. Um, and we would get together, you know, for potato soup and, and Rubens every year. Um, I've lived in Chicago and I've lived in Boston and you may have heard that each of those cities are a wee bit Irish as well. So. Yeah, there's a couple of Irish folks <laughs> in, in the cities of Boston and, and Chicago. Uh, we went down to see the river when it was green. And, and boy, oh boy, is it green. If you've never seen it in person, you should do yourself a favor and Google Chicago River St. Patrick's Day. And it is it is ecto cooler green. It was like I was super surprised. We went down. I'm thinking like it's going to be like a, a shade of green. Oh, no, it is like like the color of the microphone you have. Like It is green. It is. And it's really it's green. really interesting, actually. So the the way they turn it green is um, so it's the pipe fitters union that does it. Uh, and they take a boat and they go up and down the river and they dump all this chemical that is probably not that great to be putting in the river, but they put it in the river. Um, but the chemical itself they use for, um, you know, when they're fitting pipes together to make sure that there's no leak. Uh, so they spray it kind of between the two pipes to make sure there's you no know, water coming out. And the color originally of the chemical is orange. And then if water shows up, it turns green. So there's your metaphor. That I, I like that. And uh, so, yeah, so, we are going to build a playlist for going out for St. Patrick's Day. Not, nothing that we've done in the last year. Uh, the, the pandemic hit right before St. Patrick's Day last year. And uh, yeah, so like we're going to build a playlist for uh, you know, going out. If you're going to go out and have a good time when it comes to, to St. Patrick's day. So we'll, we'll jump in here and get, we'll get started. We, I think we took two, two different approaches. I think you took a very thoughtful and uh, well thought out and deliberate approach. I took the, now there will be no shipping up to Boston. I'm going to put that out in front street. Like that's just not who we are. That's not what this podcast stands for. I mean, it's it's who I was for a short time. I mean, you, li- you I'm lived in go Boston. Ahead and lean into that for a while. You <laughs> lived in Boston, so like you have a pass. You actually <laughs> shipped up to Boston. There was a time that I thought Red Sox pitchers dancing during a parade was really endearing, and now I do not think that. <laughs> You've recovered. You recover. You're in recovery, and I'm proud of you because <laughs> you're not that person anymore. So the, the first song uh, we, we'll go with uh, is your, your song. I always have my my guests go first. The first song you've you selected it's the green and red of mayo uh by the saw doctors so tell me about that uh so this is actually not one of my if i had to 
pick my top favorite songs. Uh, this probably wouldn't have made it into the top five, but I picked it because uh, it's the sort of unofficial anthem of uh, the Mayo Football Club. And uh, most of Cleveland Irish are from County Mayo. Uh, my family is actually not from County Mayo, but uh, I just thought it represented the town a little bit. So, well, just I mean, before we go into that, like, where is the where are the Aylward family? Where is the Aylward family from? What county are we? Uh, so we're from uh, way down in the south. Uh, we're from Waterford. Uh, there's actually Aylward's town uh, still exists there. It's probably population of you know four or five people at a time, depending on who's driving through. Uh, but we were, uh, way, way back, we were actually British, and we came over and um, we were shipbuilders for the king. So our family crest, uh, we're right on the kind of the L part of, of the island of Ireland and uh, in the corner. And we were, um, on our family crest, there's a chainmail arm holding an anchor up at the top, uh, signifying that we were... Uh, you know, royal workers. The king's shipbuilders. The king's shipbuilders, exactly. That's Before awesome. we started causing trouble and wanting independence. But, I mean, you also, you know, some good crystal came out of it too down in County Waterford. The, it, you're not wrong. All right, so here we go. Here is The Green and Red of Mayo by the Saw Doctors. Oh, the green and red of mayo I can see it still it's soft and craggy boglands, it's tall majestic hills, where the ocean kisses Ireland, the waves caress its shore. Oh, the feeling it came over me, to stay forevermore, forevermore. Peak, where one Sunday every summer the pilgrims climb the reek, where St. Patrick in its solitude looked down across Clue and with the ringing of his bell, called the faithful there to pray. pretty soft. I like that. Right. It's a little less raucous than shipping up to Boston, but. A little bit. It's uh, definitely not one maybe you would uh, normally associate with. Because, I mean, really, the American version of St. Patrick's Day is just let's get drunk and drink shitty green beer. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, you can imagine, you know, uh, it's more of like a. Um, an alma mater or something that's played at the end of football games where the crowd, you know, has no, no, arms over that. shoulders and yeah. Well, this is the, like uh, about uh, you know, Ireland. And so I am Irish just 
the wrong kind of Irish. <laughs> there's that's, Let's be real. There's no wrong kind of Irish. There's no wrong kind of Irish. But I, so my family uh, hails from Northern Ireland, what, what is now Northern Ireland. And one thing that is, is shocking to me is the amount of people that don't know there are two countries on the uh, island that is Ireland. There is the Republic of Ireland and there is Northern Ireland. They are dramatically different. <laughs> one of them is still part of the... Uh, Britain, England. They are still under the crown's rule. United Kingdom, yeah. United Kingdom. One is definitely not. <laughs> One, if you call them British citizens, will be okay with it. The other will headbutt you. <laughs> but it's interesting. I mean, because it only goes back to, you know, 1916, right? So it's it's not that far back in our history. No, not at all. And, and it's, but um, so, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, it, it's, the the pride of each county is it, it's very much like there's lots of pride of like I am from County Mayo I'm from County Cork, Waterford and I think that's I'm sure there are songs that are reflective of all. There's the also I mean counties. it's also like expat pride right so yeah. I mean I've never I've been to Ireland but I I wasn't born there I didn't grow up there but it's it's that idea of you know the the foreigners longing for the homeland kind of thing even though we you know. We were we weren't born there at all. Definitely, but what's not like you guys? Like your family has has done the genealogy and traced back and and, and such. And um, so my first pick is I went the more less ba- like base basic route. We'll call it the basic route. Like I I have you've got Wild Rover on there somewhere, don't you? Maybe the next actually it's a, it is the next song. <laughs> So, if you're like if you're unfamiliar with, with 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 Irish music, the Wild Rover is basically like "Don't Stop Believing." It's like it's basically that. It, it's like the song that every single Irish band plays, and the verse that I'm playing. Um, by and they'll they'll come up a couple of times on the podcast today. The High Kings, they're a band that we've seen, we've both seen, uh, play here in Cleveland. They're from Ireland. They don't play the song. Cause it's like, it's just ubiquitous. Like it's, it's like free bird. <laughs> it's like free bird. Yeah. It is the Irish free bird basically, <laughs> but it's, it's very much like a song that like everyone knows in Ireland. And it's the first song that I heard. I, you know, when I was introduced to the high Kings, the first song that I listened to, and it's just a, a, a song that I, I really like. Um, but yes, it is very much like, you know, I am, it's like the woo girls like, woo, Play the Irish Rover. It's the Bud Light and Ugg Ugg boots. It is. It is the the Wild Rover is. But you know what? It's nothing wrong with those things. Nothing wrong with a good Ugg boot. (laughs) No matter what uh, Tom Brady will have you say. So here is a live version of the Wild Rover uh, by the High Kings. And it's no name never. Now I'm returning with golden great store
there's just it's just a fun song. There's certainly a reason that it's very popular. It's great for singing along with. Regardless of how many beers you've had. True. And it's one of those things where like everyone knows the word, so it could be like like you could just sing it and like, yeah, that's that's what you're singing, sir. <laughs> um but no, it's it just I just like that song and I, I have an Irish playlist that I bust out basically March first. And that song has made it onto my Spotify top hundred for the last couple of years. <laughs> so I'm playing that quite a bit when it comes to uh uh, this time of year. So the next song. So I we, mean, hey, you know, we we let the people have their things and enjoy them, right? Yes. No shame. Nothing. No, no shame here. No. No shame in our games. So the next song you've picked, uh, like we we just touched on, it's very <laughs> much applies to this household. Uh, you want to talk about this next song? <laughs> uh, this is this song is the the awful color problem of the orange and the green. So explain what that means. For the uninitiated, what does that mean? The the folks of Northern Ireland are uh, the orange, the Protestants, and the folks of the Republic of Ireland, the green, are the Catholics. So we, we are Ulstermen up, up in the northern. Uh, and so this is a song about a divided family, which I'm sure happens you know, a, a bunch. And uh, it is, I, I like the song a whole a whole bunch. But uh, when I when I when I saw this on your list, I'm like, ah, there's a reason for this. There's, there's a a good history of of cheek in Irish music. I like that. Uh, like some cheeky Nando's. <laughs> that'll be that'll pop the 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 Newplex boy. So here's a song. It is the Orange and the Green by the Irish Rovers. Protestant. That's that's true. Uh, but uh, no, I, I I just when I first heard that song, I I just like ah wait a minute, that's going to apply. <laughs> that applies to us. Yay! So going forward, before we go to the next song, uh, the people you know they 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 want to know a little bit more about us because I talk about you on the podcast. Oh <laughs> no, the fear in your. <laughs> We're not getting that. We're not. But so. The story of us, like we, I don't think I've ever talked on the podcast of, of how we met. Uh, <laughs> you me looks like, I don't know if I agree to this. 
I mean, end of the day, you have final edit, cut it. So if you if this if you've never if you've heard this, I've won the court case. Um, but no, so we met in Chicago. It would have been in the August of 2013. Uh, yes. We met on the online dating site. We learned OK Cupid. We did back then. That was a thing. Uh, you know, I think you messaged me first, and I I I'm not sure. I don't think that's true, but I'll give it to you. I, I, I think most, mostly I think that's not true because I didn't really message a ton of people. I just waited for them to message me. This, well, that, 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 that's could be fair. I'm sure I, if I, I'm sure if I messaged you it was a very cheesy line cause I was, but I, I don't exactly remember how that site worked. If you would like, cause it wasn't like you swiped on people. Yeah. It was before I, Tinder the, and stuff. The setup was a little different. So I don't exactly remember. So like we started talking and then we, we decided we were going to meet for a date and our first date we went to, uh, we went to trivia night at a bar that was pretty close to your house. We did. And uh, I mean, I was one, I was you know blown away cause you are absolutely beautiful. And I was like, Oh man, I'm out of my league here. And then, you know, you always tell like, you know, oh, don't eat too much on a first date, all this stuff. And I was looking over, because I've never been to this bar, and I was looking over the menu, and I saw bacon and cheese covered tater tots. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And you were like, that sounds awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in love. That's right, gents. I'm a, I'm a catch. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, so we, we, we got the bacon and cheddar covered. Like, oh, it was amazing. And then we played trivia, which I think was a, a very, it's a fun way because it's the, all the, the attention wasn't on either one of us. To this day, it makes me angry. There were people cheating. They were on the phone. There were phones. absolutely people cheating. I think it was a maximum of, you could have a maximum of five or maybe six people on your team. And they started out that way, but then friends kept showing up. And so eventually they had like 12 people on their team. And they were using phones. And yeah, that was not cool. Not cool at all. And I just, I was, I shook my fist at them. I said, no. That was, but you know, we, uh, we, I think we hit it off. And as I, I talked about on this podcast on my way home, cause I, I dropped you off at your house. Uh, and then I took the, uh, the L back of the L, the L of Chicago air. Uh, and, uh, I listened to my little, my little song and did my little dance. And I thought that was a really good first date. And it turned out to be my last first date. I have videos of you doing your little song and dance. Oh no. This is this is revenge for bringing this up. Podcast land. If you <laughs> if you raise a collection, oh no, we can we can talk to the internet about that. So there is. <laughs> I have a predilection to when uh, I get drunk to sing, and there's definitely a video of me uh, on my birthday singing um, face down on the bed, like couldn't even sit up. <laughs> It, like that was a great birthday because you, you had arranged it. I went to uh, headquarters. It was a barcade in Chicago, which I desperately missed because it was awesome. There was a barcade, had awesome arcade games, and on the two big TVs they had, one TV had like old WWF wrestling. The other had American Gladiators. Like, that was that was the American Gladiators was pretty awesome. I mean, like Hulk Hogan, you know, this is before he was known as a racist. He was definitely racist at that point, but this is before he decided to brother out. And, but, oh, that was a great birthday. And then, yes, uh, I, you know, I, I will, again, maybe if I, I hit a certain milestone, I'll release the video, but um, <laughs> like a billion trillion followers. So, you know, you, you guys, it's on, it's on you guys. So it's funny because my next song, so... One of our, the next dates, I can't remember, and I I wish I remember what movie we were going to see. I don't remember the movie we went to see. 
But one of the trailers for the, that movie was for a movie by the Coen brothers called Inside Lewin Davis. And the movie looked good, but the soundtrack was really, really good. And I leaned over to you and I said, well, I guess because it said like, you know, coming out in December. Oh, I guess we had to stay together at least until we go see that movie. And you agreed. And uh, on that soundtrack was a bunch of stuff by Marcus Mumford and Chris Thielen, who was the lead singer of Nickel Creek and also the Punch Brothers. And there was an Irish song on there. Now, neither, none of them are Irish. Marcus Mumford is British. Chris Thielen is, like I think, from Jersey. But there is a traditional Irish song on there that I absolutely love. There, and there are other versions of it that are by actual Irish people, but I enjoy this song. So my next song is The All Triangle. A hungry feeling came more me stealing And the mice were squealing in my prison cell and the old triangle went jingle jangle all along the banks of the royal canal to begin the morning a scroll was bawling get up ye bowsy and clean up yourself and the old triangle went jingle Sleeping, Humpy Gussie was creeping <laughs> as I lay there weeping. What is Humpy Gussie? For my girl's uh, that might need to be a question to your British friends. I, I do not know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an Irish thing, so I mean, you are the Irish expert, so uh, I never claimed such a thing. <laughs> Uh, the, the laughter that you heard on that song was, uh, it was from a live performance of all the mu- musicians uh, from th- that, uh, the movie. And Chris Thielen just like, looks at the, uh, like the, uh, the audience, like, Hubby Gussie, eh? I've got no idea what the fuck I'm saying. Um, but no, I just, I, I, I will always remember like that movie. They'll always have a special place because obviously we stayed together a little bit longer after that movie came out. And uh, we saw that movie. I love that movie. I think it's great, but it's about folk music and it's fantastic. Also, Oscar Isaac needs to release an album because he has got a great voice. He does live music. The soundtrack is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I I enjoy it very, very much. So what's my worst quality as a person? Oh, Oh, no. No, no. That's a a whole different podcast. Come back for a couple therapy podcasts. It'll be one episode. No, no, no. I did did say it wasn't any gotcha media. No, 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 no. Well, 
It's lucky that uh, there's a couch up here in the attic because I will be sleeping here. (laughs) 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 That was not not definitive if that was a joke or not. (laughs) So the next song, um, again, High Kings. It's going to be a lot of High Kings, folks, because the High Kings are a, a, a band that we really like. Now, this song, I, I, I know this is one of your favorite songs that they do. Um, it is a song called The Town You Love So Well. So like, what about this song? Because I know whenever we see them play live, like you sing and you, you, I've seen you cry to this song. And it's a very beautiful song. So Yeah, it is. It's, it's um, uh, written about uh, the Troubles uh, in Northern Ireland and... Um, just how, you know, you, he grew up seeing his town that was a, you know, just a blue collar, blue collar place to grow up, but everyone kind of, you know, did their bit and had their lives. And um, he left for a while and then came back to see that, you know, now the army's here and there's barbed wire and just kind of the destruction of, of this place. And it just... You know, it tugs at your heartstrings a lot. And um, just the way he talks about the town growing up, it's anybody that grew up in a small town, you can kind of relate to it, even if it's, you know, if it's UK, if it's Ireland, if it's America. No, and I agree. And I mean, end of the day, it's it's also just very sad that Ireland is torn apart, that they're... And I think like we've and it's, talked, I mean, it's certainly not how it was in the eighties well, now. So. No. And, but I, I think we've talked about it that, you know, eventually one day it'd be nice if there was a United Ireland. I think the, I, I obviously I've never been there, but what I, I gleam from social media and such is that the, the youth over there are more open to that idea of like Northern and, and Republic of Ireland. They're less like the wounds aren't as fresh. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, in, you know, in a lot of places in in Europe and um, the same in Northern Ireland, there's still like a um, like a white supremacist, nationalistic sort of uprising that's happening in a lot of places. And it's really unfortunate. Uh, Unfortunate is is such an understatement. Uh, But um, it's a thing that didn't really exist. uh, And now they're kind of folks that are latching on to that and incorporating it into a more nationalist idea. So uh, there, there definitely is, is a movement, but um, certainly not like it was with, you know, the IRA in its heyday. Yeah. So I would imagine this is a song that you, you've had some and someone puts this on and there's just, there's old men in their, 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 their gunny caps and they're just, it just it just evokes this nostalgia for even if you've never been there, it just like you're you're reminiscing about a time you never actually lived through, a, a place you've never <laughs> lived and a time you never lived through. So here is uh, the town I love so well. Once again, by the High Kings. Through the smoke and the 
Christmas Going home in the rain Running up the dark lane Past the jail Down behind the fountain Those were happy days In so many, many ways In the town just a beautiful song yeah that's i really really like that version of it it was originally written by the dubliners but this uh version by the high kings is just it yeah it just gets you i mean and the whole thing is and it's you can like even in the recording you can hear the emotion but especially live you just hear that that emotion that, and that pain and that again like you know, they're them being from Ireland and it's just, but I mean, anyone like you could be from anywhere in the world. And like that song would just, like you said, like would, would you could kind of be transported to that time and place. And it just, it's really sad. It, it's a, it's a, but it's also just a beautiful song. And I'm a firm believer in that, you know, be, you, there is so much beauty and sadness. And uh, that, that is a, a great song. So my next song is much different. Um, <laughs> right, I, we need to pick it up here. This is oh, and, and we, we are going to. So <laughs> I was introduced to Irish music. I mean, so my stepdad, um, you know, uh, Dan, he's a big fan of Celtic music. And so I listened to a bunch of it when I was growing up. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm whatever. But then when I was in California, and I remember exactly where I was. I was in Santa Cruz, California, walking with my, my, my roommates. And we walked into this shop, and there was this band playing and it's like it was Celtic music but it was hard rocking and I'm like man I like this what is this and there was no Spotify there was no Shazam you like this was 2002 back in the so I'd ask I had to go up to the counter and you're like what is this and the guy held up a CD it was by a band called Flogging Molly and that is when I discovered Flogging Molly and I discovered that I really liked Celtic punk <laughs> and the song that was playing was this song. It is the title track off of their second studio album, Drunken Lullabies. Let's kick it up a notch. Here is Drunken Lullabies by Flogging Molly. No one 
I listen to that song and all I can do is think about getting up at like 6 a.m. when I was in college, going to the bar, having my Guinness and Lucky Charms, not together, except one time I tried it and it was fucking terrible. Um, but like dollar Guinnesses and Lucky Charms and getting drunk by like 8 o'clock in the morning and just like listening to that on loop. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm just, oh, God. <laughs> we, uh, I had a friend who lived in, lives in, uh, Dublin, Ohio, which is just north of Columbus, uh, and her parents' backyard backs up into uh, a little park, and uh, Dublin, Ohio has a pretty decent Irish fest every year. Not actually on St. Patrick's Day, but uh, we were at her parents' house just for a cookout when the Irish fest was happening, and the family that lived there was like, oh, God, every year these people with their loud music and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I don't think it was the fact that they were Irish. It was just a loud party in their backyard. Uh, and then I, from, like, two stages over, heard Flogging Molly start playing, and I was like, oh, my God, we got to go. Uh, so instead of going around to the front and paying, I think it was like a $10 admit, admittance fee, uh, we were in college, so we like army crawled through the grass uh, <laughs> in the like back by the porta potties to oh. get into this Irish fest. Uh, yeah, it was it was gross, but it was worth saving ten bucks apparently to nineteen year old. I mean, for nineteen year old ten kids. bucks, that's a lot of beer <laughs> or like pizza or Subway. Like I get it, believe me. I the things I did to save a buck in college, and we we certainly spent more than ten dollars in beer while we were there. So I feel like the festival won out at the end. Oh, they always do. <laughs> the house always wins. Yeah. Oh no, I I um they would so Floggy Molly for the longest time. I think they still do. Obviously not in the last year or so. Would play a show in Detroit every year because I think one of I, I believe it's the fiddle player um who is the lead singer is married to now is from Detroit or like they were living in Detroit because they, one of their last or latest albums, they have a song about Detroit and they have a big connection to the city, but I always go see them and the the great live. They're all great musicians. They have, um, is that fly now? We're just going to kill this. See, this is fun on the podcast folks. You don't get this kind of entertainment anywhere else. Right. He is. He was killed by Chris Jericho in his book. Um, but no. So Flogging Molly is just one of those things where I, I and I, I, I love Flogging Molly, but it is a March band. It is. <laughs> I think I saw them for the first time at Warp Tour in like '98. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they played a, the Warp Tour and. Yeah. Oh God, Warp Tour. I miss <laughs> concerts. Like I mean, going back to last week with with, with Harmony. Like I mean, like the things that we have taken for granted over the years, like movie theaters. Holy fuck, do I want to go overpay for popcorn? <laughs> like, you, uh, like, I would go see anything in a movie theater. I would go see the fucking Twilight movies. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I don't it, know about that. I'm putting it on wax, as the, as the kids say. Well, no, no, no kids say that. They don't wax is. But I, I'm putting it on the podcast. I would go see <laughs> a marathon of the Twilight movies to go sit in a theater right now and immediately regret it and probably get drunk. But so, yeah, so I just like Foggy Molly, like that just to me, oh, just, just the memories and gaps in memory. Of, thinking of a punk show right now, it's like a pandemic soup. Oh, God, no. <laughs> like there's like I say, like, um, so the last wrestling show I went to here in uh, um, Ohio, in Cleveland was down at a little punk bar on in the flats. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's like terrifyingly cramped and like there are things that now 
like seem like insanity. Like, and I, I was having anxiety attacks and this is before the pandemic. Now, like, you couldn't pay me. Like one wrestling fans are gross. Like they're gross. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, wrestling fans. A lot of you are gross. A lot of you need to rediscover or discover the, for the first time hygiene, but like, ugh. but no, I would, I would love to go see some live music and I would love to see the flogging Molly. Now this next song, this next song I, I want to bring up is a point of contention. <laughs> because when we first met, I obviously, my name is Benjamin. No one calls me Ben, Benjamin, except my father, my grandmother, two are gone, my sister to piss me off. And like my mom, when she's mad at me, no one calls me Benjamin. It, it is jarring when people call me Benjamin. So when I, you know, when I first met you, it was like, oh, give me Margaret. Like, can I, can I call you Maggie? And you said, no. Like a Still hard true. no. Still true. And like, so and like same thing with like your brother, Andrew, like I call him Andy one time. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the, the look he gave me was like instant death. Although, although Nick doesn't mind being Nick. Yeah. Like, that's don't what, call that's him like, like, you can call him Nick, but like, I mean, but also a lot of people call him Nicholas. Yeah, that's true. But like, yeah, like I, I remember like one time I tried to call him Andy again and his you know, fiance, she said my wife was like, no, that's a hard pass. Don't, don't call him. But we, I met some of your friends from Boston. Yes. And uh, they call you Maggie. The, the only people in my entire life that have ever called me Maggie are my South Boston friends. And they didn't really give me a choice. They didn't really ask, oh, do you prefer Margaret or Maggie? No, they just assigned Maggie. To, to the point, and we just went with it. To the point that, so after the, a lot of them came to the wedding, and we, we the Monday after the wedding, we did a beer, like a, a bar hopping tour uh, in Cleveland, and we were talking, we were in the bathroom, and I was talking with them, and I was like, you guys are so lucky, you get to call her Maggie. I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, no one calls her Maggie. I tried it once, and I got shut down. And they're like, what? I thought everyone called her Maggie and then you were like is it true that no one calls you Maggie and you're like yeah no one calls you that like, yeah you know you're you're one of my law school friends if you call me Maggie like even though like <laughs> or law school associated funny enough my sister calls you Marge yes and I've always wanted like better what better time than now on that she didn't listen to this no she didn't listen what do you think about my sister calling you Marge uh, so both of them both Maggie and Marge I both I think of it both as if I were to call you like like Benny or something. Don't like, fucking do that. No, I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not a name that is actually your name. It's like, uh, I I don't know. It's like if if you said like it's hard because your name is only one syllable, <laughs> so you can't really shorten it further than that. But yeah. it's like not. It's not really like a name. Like I know other people go by Marge or Maggie as their actual name, but I don't think of it that way. Like I have I have also South Boston friends that call me Mags. And I think of them as like interchangeable, like they're not real words. They're just how you've decided to shorten my name. Yeah. No, I, uh, I have been called, uh, Benji. I, I, one of my friends from high school called me, would call me Benji. Just hate it. Benny hate it. Like I go by Ben. That's what I call myself. Ben J. My mom calls me Ben J. I got called BJ once and <laughs> no, no offense to BJ. Love you to death. Wasn't for me. But yeah, Benny and Ben. So I get it. But this, so this next song, this is a long way to get around. This is a long walk. <laughs> next song again by the High Kings. This is actually a hiking song, an original hiking song. So I mean, like, I mean, uh, is there anything about this song that more than just the fact that, like, you know, it, it's one of your names that you got, you know, kind of. 
Yeah, so I definitely have an affinity for it since it's called Oh Maggie. But it's just one of those songs that it comes on and you're like, ah, yeah, this song. And just instantly kind of makes you feel happy. It has like the Irish kind of just pep to it. Like to me, like this is in my mind, a quintessential Irish song of just, it's happy. Yeah, it's got the happy lilt. I agree. So here is Oh Maggie by the High Kings. Oh, Maggie, give me one more chance, I swear I'll make everything right. Oh, Maggie, can I have this dance? Please stay. Hey, hey, tonight. Walking down Broadway in the blinding light. The city is ringing in my ears Trying to work out how a few months turned into years She cradles the young ones by the fireside Smoldering embers among tears Collects a few bob ice and each fortnight I'm in arrears And she fears And I said, oh Maggie, give me one more chance I swear I'll make everything right Oh Maggie, can I have this dance? Please stay, hey, hey, tonight Millions of people on these crowded streets I'm going to make you blush right now, but one thing that other people that don't get to have that I, is just for me, is that you have an amazing voice. <laughs> Thank you. You, uh, you have been, you've played in a band before. I did. We had a fantastic cover band in college. It was, it was good times. It was for great. Five dollars and whole, all the cheap beer you could drink. I mean, but really that's, I mean, so like, you know, obviously like I, it's been noted that uh, I like wrestling and that is something that you like that I like. But that is that is my thing. That is like that a, is that is definitively your thing, my dear. But uh, there is something in wrestling that, that old adage that you, you worked for a handshake and a hot dog. <laughs> yes. So that, there's we been, worked there's for five, a, a handshake and super cheap shots. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. At all. But I, I just again, I, I love that. Like that music is just like it's just happiness. Like that. That's the biggest thing I, I've loved about Irish music is it, it's it's so beautiful. But like songs like that are just like happy. And it just also like I hear that song and that's on my I have many playlists of songs that make me feel better if I'm down. I play that song because that reminds me of you because that you introduced me to that song, Aww. your name's in it. And I just I just like that song. My next song is so I never had the pleasure of meeting your 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 grandparents. Uh, and uh, I never had the pleasure of meeting Grandpa Aylward. But a couple, I think it was last year I had a dream that I was in a band. And that he was still with us and that him and I sang this song together. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I couldn't pick him up out of a lineup. Like I'm sure I've seen pictures of your, of your grandfather, but not enough to have made an imprint. But like, I think I had a, like I've, I've watched the video of this song and I basically think I've, I've like your grandfather was his avatar was the lead singer of the Dubliners. <laughs> To, so far from it, but which, okay. like, and like when I told you, I told you that I told your brothers that, and they're like, "No, like <laughs> not never." Like, like in my mind, in my dream, like he was like a you know a good you know a like a little Irish gentleman with a sweater vest, a little jaunty cap. He definitely wore the cap, and went and he was buried in a in a 
Kelly green suit jacket. So I'll that give is, you that. that. That is awesome. Uh, but so this song is, um, and now you'll have to help me with the pronunciation of uh, the Pogs. The Pogues. Pogues, the Pogues, the Pogues, the Pogues and the Dubliners. Uh, so the Pogues are, I would, I think the best way to describe them would be the precursor to Flogging Molly. Sure. Yeah. That, the, the, they're, 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 they're yeah, Irish. They have the kind of that punkish sound, mm-hmm. but they're also very Irish. And the Dubliners are a very traditional mm-hmm. Irish band. They're yes. like legendary when it comes to yeah, Irish. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd say that as far as Irish folk music goes, they're probably, they're, they're the OGs. Yeah. Oh no. They're they're they're. I mean, they're that Bruce Springsteen kind of mm-hmm. level. Of, and so, like, I you know, reading about this song is this was a big deal when these two you know came together to make this song. I don't know what song you're referring to, so this is exciting. You I don't can't know, wait like, to see. So this song it, it is called the Irish Rover. Ah. It is very much another one of those songs that is very yes. ubiquitous is. Uh, of Ireland. But um, like reading things about this is that this was you know, two generations crossing over. Yes, yes, that yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a good pick. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, one of my favorite songs, and it just makes me happy. So here is the Irish Rover, the Pogues, and the Dubliners. <laughs> We set sail from the sweet cove of Cork. We were sailing away with a cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall in New York. Twas a wonderful craft she would rig for the night. I know how the wild winds blow her. She's got several blasts. She had 27 masts, and they call her the Irish Rover. Million bags of the best lawyer rags We had two million barrels of snow We had three million soils of our blind horses' eyes We had four million barrels of bones We had five million hogs, six million doves Seven million barrels of mortar We had eight million piles of our nanny ghost tiles And all of the Irish Rover There was hell who played hard on his flute when the ladies lined up for a set. He would shoot with skill for each sparkling quadrille till the dancers were fluted and bet. With his smart, with his talk, he was cock of the walk and he rolled the dame under and over. They all knew the dance when he took up his stance and he sailed in the aisle. Like, it's such a fun song, and it just, I love the the contrast of the two singers. Mm-hmm. They're definitely uh, a big contrast. But yeah, in my dream, I, I was the, the more punkish one, and your grandfather was the more traditional one. He's doing a little dance, and I've been told by you and your brothers that that was not <laughs> any, based in any kind of reality. No. Uh, but I, I, I would have loved to have met him. Your your Aylwards that would have been fun. Uh, you are now you are the daughter of uh, Kevin Aylward, uh, one of eight children. They were good Irish Catholics. They were good Irish Catholics. That is for sure. I'm going to try something now. I'm going to try to name all of the <laughs> Aylward children. <laughs> Dan. Yes. Brian. Yes. Tracy. Okay. Meg. Yes. Kevin. Yes. Michael. <laughs> right. 
I stopped keeping track of. I stopped counting rather. I know. I know that you're missing at least three. Crap. <laughs> Wasted on two. my own Maybe card. Three. I can't remember. Okay, so Dan. One. Brian. Two. Meg. Three. Tracy. Four. Kevin. Five. Michael. Six. You're missing one girl and one boy. Oh, Patricia. Or not Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> Patrice. There you go. Patricia. God, I'm glad that none of your family listens to this podcast, <laughs> even though hopefully they will this time. Uh, to, the, to the family, hi. I I've I tap. Sean. Ah, Sean. <laughs> Poor Sean. There's a there's a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> like before the wedding, and like I have a lot of people in my. I, it's not that I have like one family that has as many. But I just have lots of different families, mm-hmm. and like I sometimes get, don't get it straight. So it's a lot. But I think we were we, we both quiz each other like, and we neither one of us did a great job. But yeah, I was like. And then also there, there, there are lots of family, you know, we have family here in Cleveland. That's one of the reasons why we, when we lived in Chicago, we wanted to move back to Cleveland because you had so much family. That is true. And I, my family is spread out, sprinkled all over the place. So this is your, your last song. Um, it, surprise, it's by the High Kings. So tell us about the parting glass. Uh, this is another traditional that uh, half of the world's Irish bands have played, uh, but one of the reasons the High Kings are on here so many times is their harmonies are just really beautiful and really tight. And um, the be- the opening of this is, they, they usually close their show with this, um, and the opening of the song, the harmonies are just gorgeous. And then it uh, builds to like an instrumental that is is pretty epic. So I like the song a lot. So here we go. Here is The Parting Glass by the High Kings. Of all the money that e'er I had, I spent it in good company. And all the harm I've ever done, alas, it was to none but me. And all And drink a health whate'er befalls Then gently rise and softly call Good night and joy be to you all Of all the comrades that it I had They're sorry for my I just have beautiful voices. And like I will say that like their voices are just as good at live. Absolutely. And they're, they're like the High Kings are a really good live band. They're very entertaining. They're 
do a lot of good crowd work. So if you, like, once things open up again, I highly recommend the High Kings for going to see them. They're, they're really, really good, especially if you can see them around St. Patrick's Day. They do lots of tours of America. and They do. And they, we've seen them, um, and they, they fill up quickly. They sell out quite quickly. So um, welcome again to Hiking Talk. Uh, hiking, <laughs> all hikings all the time. So Sponsored by. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> sponsored. So now speaking of, of sponsored, things I would love to be sponsored by are, are beer. So... Obviously, people drink a lot of Guinness on St. Patrick's Day, but that is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to Irish beer and Irish drink. So, you uh, obviously, someone who has uh, done some studying of the Irish drink uh, through your time in Boston and Chicago and just being Irish, like, I mean, outside of Guinness, what are some uh, Irish... You know? Although, I will say, it's it sounds very cliche, but uh, Guinness in... Ireland tastes very different from the Guinness you've had in the U.S. And I don't mean to, I don't say that to sound snobby, but I just mean if you ever get a chance to have actual Guinness in actual Ireland, take it, even if you don't think you like Guinness. Well, they boil, they boil it before they, it comes yeah, here. pasteurize so, it, yeah. They pasteurize it. So, like, it, it, it is dramatic. It is dramatic. I've not mm-hmm. had the pleasure. Um, yeah. I want to go so badly. Like, yeah. you've been to the Guinness Brewery. I have. They uh, have a thousand-year lease on their property. Man, who negotiated that term? <laughs> like that, whoever whoever that real estate agent was, man, they they, they have in the in the foyer of the brewery because it's a it's several stories, so you can kind of walk through. You start at the top and walk down, uh, although or, or maybe you start at the bottom and walk up. Yeah, 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 that's how you do it because the top is where the pouring room is, and uh, you know you can sit at the top of the brewery and there's a very lovely view of Dublin and and some of the mountains around. Um, but there in the in the on the bottom floor there is uh, kind of like a vault that has the actual lease the thousand year lease and there's a little clock ticking down and we're on like you know year seventy five of a thousand or whatever it is. Someone's gonna be like when it gets like to nine hundred ninety nine years like wait got a phone you know who do we talk to. <laughs> I think we own it at this point, but I, I, and I know that there are people like that from America that can go there and they get certified to do, do the, the, the proper Guinness pour. You can. Yeah. And you actually, yeah, it takes a while to pour it cause you gotta, you know, let it, let it settle and things. And then they, they, you know, draw the little shamrock in the, in the foam, uh, from the brewery, but it's, it's, even if you don't think you like Guinness, if you've had it in the U S and you go to Ireland, you've got to try it. Cause it's different. It's very different. And I get it. I, I get the Guinness night for everyone. It's, it's very dense. It's, it, it's not a, it's not a chugging beer by any stretch of the imagination. I, I like my Guinness. Like I don't, I don't like it ice cold. I like it a little bit closer to room temperature. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's more of a, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's a little more traditional. Uh, I know over in England, they, Fucking love their beer, like yeah, like, the warm beer thing. That's weird. Like, I don't want it warm, thing. but like they, they're like, yeah, like like, like the guys were like, yeah, like they'll like you know people will call ahead and they'll like pour my, my pint. Like half hour later, they show up. I'm like, <laughs> like that's that's just weird. Man. Yeah, I mean, mo- you know, it, Dublin's a modern city, so if you're in Dublin, every bar has you know modern taps and things like that. But uh, the the frosty glass thing is is pretty uniquely American in my experience. We ruin everything. We are, we are fun. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with a nice cold, cold beer, but it's certainly for, you know, lighter ales and things. Now others, like, so there's, so there's Guinness. There's. If you're, if you're going to, if you're not into dark beer and you still want traditional Irish beer, Smittix is the way to go. Smittix is good. I like a good black and tan. 
All right. Do not, whatever you do, if you're in Ireland, order an Irish car bomb. That is not a good thing to ask for. It's really like no one should be asking for that, but yeah, like, and I, I'm sure. I, don't get me wrong; they are delicious, and I've had my fair share in the United States. But please do not ask anyone in Ireland for them. Like you will get. I mean, the I think the best case scenario is dirty looks. The best yeah. case scenario. Yeah. That's just uh, don't do that, guys. Uh, know your history. Know your history before <laughs> you go anywhere. Like, um, but no, I. I love, oh man, I, now I, I know, I remember, yeah, I, mean, I was trying to remember that I had to put that on the shopping list this week. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Ben and Margaret Shopping Talk, where we talk about things we're putting on our list. I know, I can't believe we don't have beer for this. I mean, I'm drinking tea. That's sort of, sort of, okay. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> I have a, I have <laughs> a backup. Have unopened warm beer. <laughs> talking about warm beer. Um, we also could have had a White Claw. This, this podcast is powered by White Claw. Because, uh, hold on. So it would have been cool if I would have had the drop. Uh, I only drink White Claws on days that I'm with Wise. That's all of them, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely orange. The fact that I found that clip that actually said the name Margaret, like, <laughs> I'm so proud of that. That's Is it a crowning achievement in my life? Eh, it's a little far, but it, it definitely is something I'm proud of. So my last song uh, is another Flogging Molly song. And it reminds me of my time with the boys. Uh, I I think of the song and I think about, so my, my, my group of friends, my two best friends, one of them is a drinker. A little bit. Professionally. Like he, he could be a, a, a league champ. The other one, not at all. Like sober as a judge. And, but like I, I, I group of friends are around there and, I would listen to the song and we would go out to the bars and we, yeah, we kind of thought ourselves like, you know, very much in tune to the song. Uh, it is from uh, a later album of theirs. It is called the seven deadly sins. <laughs> it is about drunken pirates. And that's exactly what we thought we were just way less. You guys are so cool. We were the coolest. We've played a lot of uh, halo in our apartment by not, ourselves. Not, not a lot of girls in that apartment, huh? It was, it was very dirty and it was uh, you're such a catch <laughs> yay <laughs> settle out a ball and chang a cape from the roaring waves get her on the boat and but forever we'll be free so sail away up on a rig the moon is falling so we seven drunken pirates where the seven deadly sins yeah Memories nice. of mem- memories of uh, getting suitcases of Red Dog, and I, I don't even know what that means. Oh, so Red Dog is a beer. Um, it, it's a beer in that like uh, it is 
has alcohol in it or alcohol was shown to the beer. And you uh, put it in a suitcase? Um, well, so no, suitcase. A suitcase is a 30-pack of beer. Ah. And so and it was very cheap because it was terrible. Like like the stones. Y- yes. The yes. stones come in the case. So but I've never heard it called a suitcase. That's oh really yeah, funny. Suitcase. Um so like I mean if like the the hierarchy of beer, it, like let's say like Budweiser and Coors are kind of your baseline. Below that is So pat- we've dipped negative now. Oh we've <laughs> we're 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 damn near to Australia with the negative <laughs> of there's like Ice House is down there. Ooh. I've I have a firm firm will not drink policy for anything with the word ice in the title. So no Smirnoff ice, yeah, never <laughs> no. ice, never iced a bro. <laughs> beast ice, none of that. Nope, nope, nope. Milwaukee's beast, oh the beast. <laughs> there was a, a time when we uh, played Edward Forty Hands, and uh, I had uh, the beast in one, and I had Colt Forty Five in the other. Ooh, you mixed them. And then another time I did Steel Reserve. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was a... Made some bad choices in your youth. I, <laughs> I made a lot of bad choices until about the age of 30. Now, if you're asking, when did Ben meet Margaret? Age 30. <laughs> age 30. Now that sounds like I killed your fun. No, you, you, <laughs> made, you made me make better choices. <laughs> like, across the board, every person who's right, known... You did, you did tell the, the tater tot story, so I guess you still have some fun. <laughs> oh, I have lo- I have lots of fun. I'm just saying, like everyone, like everyone in my life, like you know, I, when I say like, oh, marrying Margaret was the best choice I ever made, hands down. Like they were like, yes, agreed. Like <laughs> last conversation I had with my father said that Mary Margaret was the best thing I ever did. It's like yes, agreed. Like the <laughs> clearest thing he said to me that day was, "You are correct." Like like my sister, my like my the like. My relationship with my sister, it really better. He's like, oh, he's not a complete moron. He's found her <laughs> and she's putting up with him. Huzzah. I remember your sister. The first time we met, uh, I met your sister and then we were, we went up to Michigan to Lansing and then we were leaving and your sister slugged you in the arm. Like I've only ever seen punches thrown in bar fights and <laughs> said, do not fuck this up. <laughs> I yeah. was like completely taken aback before I realized that's just kind of how your sister is. <laughs> that she, she does that. And also she gets people drunk. She, she is. Yes. She is the hostess. You think with the she's mostest. just being nice and friendly, and then you realize she's on a fucking mission to get you hammered. Like she, you, like you will walk by, and she, like if you you have a glass, she will check the glass. If you have a can, she'll rattle the can. Like she, it, it personally offends her if anyone has less than half a drink in a party that she's she's hosting. Which is lovely, except that she, they often make these really fantastic but overly sweet concoctions of like. Cider plus vodka plus, you know, simple syrup or something ridiculous where you're like, I'm just going to feel awful tomorrow. Well, so <laughs> it's like drinking champagne. We went up to uh, tailgate at Michigan State and like, so my brother-in-law is like his, his dad worked at Michigan State was the head of the cardiology, cardiology department. Uh, so like, and they both went to Michigan State tailgate, like they tail, they take tailgating seriously. Went up to a tailgate. We got there like a eight o'clock in the morning, something like that. We started drinking pretty heavily. And by the time the game started, it was like a one o'clock game or was it, maybe it was an afternoon game. I don't know. But like, by the time the game started, we stumbled to the stadium and we were both like, 
wow, we did not think we in our thirties we'd be drunk on a college campus, but here we are. And uh, it was thanks to my sister. It was not like we did not have that goal when we woke, we woke up that day. We did not wake up and choose violence, but my sister did. <laughs> she did. She chose uh, the violence for us. But so we are wrapping up here. I I I'm getting a little mushy. <laughs> but that's what I do on this podcast. I I really, I, I said to you during one of the songs that I wanted this. I want to have a podcast with you. I don't care if anyone else listens to this podcast because I got to have uh, an hour conversation with my wife. Not implying that we don't ever talk, but... Uh, yeah, it, there's like a word limit. Once you hit 57 words per day, you have to resort to sign language. We can't talk anymore. And I have really big fingers and my dexterity is bad. So I talk really slow, <laughs> uh, but no, this is, this has been great. And uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed this. Hopefully uh, as always, the, the, the playlist will be out. We'll both add some more songs to make it robust. Please stay safe. This St. Patrick's day, please be smart. Not only with your drinking, but you know, if you are in a place that bars are open, don't go, just don't go stay home that way. It's cheaper. You can, when you pass out, you're passing out in your bed. Downside is if you throw up, you're cleaning that shit up. But hey, you know, that's maybe don't go to that that part. Um, so <laughs> this is normally where I ask people, like, how can people find you online? <laughs> that's not really the uh, thing you were doing. So if people want to follow me, uh, the, this podcast, we are proud members of the Jabroni U Podcasting Network. You can go to jabroniu.com, find out more about this podcast, our flagship show, uh, the draft podcast, Why Do You Ever Meet, Flow and Tell, New Jabroni Pro Wrestling, Lilith's Barbershop. You can also go there and find our merch through our Threadless store. You can follow me on Twitter at Biff Radio, on Instagram at Biff Radio One. You can follow me at my personal Twitter page that I finally got the news that uh, Center Club is gone. I got permanently banned from Twitter for calling a racist a racist. Yet there are other people that are demonstrably worse, but you can follow me in my new Twitter account, Band Ben SC. SC stands for Center Club on Twitter. Uh, you know, thank you very much. Uh, next week, we are going to have the amazing Kate Nix back on the podcast. Um, awesome musician who is fantastic on a previous uh, appearance on the podcast. Can't wait. And then we're wrapping up the month with Steps Dulcera, uh, wrestling personality. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And also look forward to April 1st because the running you boys, we have something cooking. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to leave with a song that would, that you know, was on my list and it, it got bumped, but I, I like the song a whole bunch. It, it's surprisingly by the, the, uh, the high Kings. <laughs> uh, but it's a song that again is also very ubiquitous when it comes to Irish music, but it's very, very fun. Um, and if you have any, uh, Irish people in your life, especially a lady and they're from Galway, you'd listen to this song. So we're going to, we'll leave off with Galway girl, uh, Margaret. It was very nice having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. I love you very, very much. I love you too. And, uh, Slancha. And I love you all very much, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye. Well, I took a stroll on the old long walk of a day. I met a little girl, and we stopped to talk of a fine, soft day. And I ask you, friend, what's a fella to do? 